Hi everyone, and welcome to the 77th episode of Kingdom Hearts Union. I'm your host, Brandon, and I'm here with Churro! Hey guys. And Sabrina! Hi! Yay! Yay! It's that time again. <laughs> it's that time again. It's, you know, it's... I'm I'm excited to do this episode. It's going to be a little bit of a weird one, because... I don't know. It's it's slightly more about Final Fantasy than Kingdom Hearts this time around, but uh, we will make sure that this is the most Kingdom Heartsiest podcast uh, possible. It's just you know, I, I'm sure Churro and Sabi, you guys can relate. You know, it's hard to cover Kingdom Hearts right now because there's it's a little bit of dry. I mean, this has been going on since like Kingdom Hearts one ended, so you know, I don't. I'm yeah, used yeah, to yeah. this. I've been doing there's this always, for a long there's time. There's always and... dry spells. You know, it's it's not the first one we've experienced. I mean, remember when Kingdom Hearts three wasn't a thing? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Like, remember when Kingdom Hearts two wasn't a thing? Uh, oh, that's yeah. That's that was when it was really scary because we didn't even know if it was going to be a series or not. But yeah, and then then bam, then bam, surprised. two games. You know, I think was... I didn't know about that at that time about Kingdom Hearts two. I think when I finally got more into it, I'm like, is mm-hmm. there a second one? And then there already was trailers for it. So yeah, oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I I remember. You know, I was like. I remember I was 12, and everybody, like, when everyone asked me on, on like, forums and stuff, like, oh, how old are you? Like, oh, I'm 13. Because I, I, I didn't want people to think I wasn't a teenager. <laughs> wow. It doesn't really matter okay. now, but... Like, Brandon's secrets on how to use the internet. Like, that was my secret. Like a secret. <laughs> it was <laughs> the funniest thing, because, like, someone asked me, like, oh, didn't you say the other day you were 12, though? Oh, uh, my birthday was last <laughs> week. Awkward. I had a birthday. Awkward. <laughs> you know, I would have been afraid to admit my age, you know, but it's a weird because it's like when the game's finally out, I'll I'll be already in my thirties, so I'm really used to it. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty rough. I mean, like, for a lot of the people that are waiting for like Final Fantasy fifteen, they've been waiting for almost ten years now. For us, we've been waiting for Kingdom Hearts three you know, going on 10 years now because, you know, Kingdom Hearts 2's 10-year anniversary is almost around the corner. Now, granted, we've gotten a lot of side games, you know, in between, but still, like... One more stuff and give it to us. Exactly. God. Exactly. So, anyway, for you new folks, Kingdom Hearts Union is part of the podcast series called Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union and is presented by the Gaming Union Network. We run on a four-week rotation with a new show every other Tuesday with Final Fantasy Union, and we come out on the iTunes store, KingdomHeartsUnion.com, YouTube.com slash KHUnionVids, and KH2.co.uk. Alrighty, so we have a three-segment show today. First off, we do have a news segment. Surprise, oh, wait, there's a news segment? I know. <laughs> yeah, wait, so oh my god, what is this? It's, you know, it's not too much, but there, is, there are some interesting bits and some interesting things to talk about in the news segment. Uh, in our second segment, we have what I am calling off-topic hearts. <laughs> And we're going to be talking about the Final Fantasy XV episode Disguise demo uh, that we've all played. I know the Final Fantasy podcast has already talked about it, but uh, uh, I figure we should give our two cents about it. If if anyone that's a Kingdom Hearts fan is like confused why a Kingdom Hearts podcast would even care about uh, Final Fantasy XV, just a quick history lesson: the Final Fantasy XV demo or the Final Fantasy XV, which started out as Versus Thirteen. Uh, that started out as a project that the Kingdom Hearts 2 team was doing. So you could sort of think of this as a spiritual successor or a spiritual Kingdom Hearts 3 in a way, because this is the game that the Kingdom Hearts 2 team made after Kingdom Hearts 2, and they've been working on it all this time. And And they still are. And they still are. I I mean, whoever's left of them, the Type-0 team is with them now, but... So this game has a lot of ties to Kingdom Hearts, uh, especially the older games. Well, so, let's hope because I mean, with all the changes they've been making to it, so it's slowly, slowly disappearing out of it right now. 
yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk about that stuff in uh, in the section. But yeah, it just just in case anyone is concerned that we're suddenly talking about a Final Fantasy game, I mean, we've never made it any bones about it before talking about this particular game. And my only concern is the off-topic Hearts title. I I think you need to re- uh, work on that. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> I was like, I didn't have any other way to say it in a cute title. That this is the off-topic section. <laughs> Yeah, there's not much else yeah, we can do i'll give it to you this time but next time you gotta come up with something better oh man well maybe we maybe we can put it up to vote and maybe people can come up with a good idea for an distant hearts Ooh, i like that distant yeah maybe maybe like i like that yeah so can anyway and, and then, <laughs> you can you can do it yourself i'm i'm still gonna use <laughs> it because this this was created and it's going to be used this one episode so anyway, and yeah, we'll have a third segment where uh, we have our questions. So in the way of announcement, as a reminder, you guys can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FFKHUnion. If you guys like the show, if you want more stuff on the show, uh, the best way to do that is to make sure to go support us on Patreon. We have lots of interesting goals on there, like doing video uh, video podcasts. We do release on YouTube now, but we, we're not currently recording you know video for you uh but maybe that's a possibility we could do a video podcast there's also still that old uh goal of uh upgrading us to a podcast a week thing where with final fantasy union we'd be releasing podcasts every week so lots of cool goals there so if you guys want to support us on patreon definitely go there also if you want your like a special segment on our show that's another place where you can go and get that done so anyway, uh, and also be a part of the show. Send your questions to khuquestions at gmail.com if you guys want your questions answered in the question segment at the end of the show. And uh, as as always, subscribe to us on YouTube because it's a, it's a really great place to listen to the podcast. So in the way of news in our news segment, we actually do have some interesting news. First one is the most interesting in my opinion. Uh, there is going to be a Kingdom Hearts fan event at the D23 Expo in Japan on November 3rd, 2015. Ooh. The official announcement says, To celebrate D23 Expo 2015 Japan, a Kingdom Hearts fan event will be held on November 3rd at Cinema Ixbiari, Tokyo Disney Resort. Program information for the event, Kingdom Hearts The Theater. This is a working title, by the way. Hey, look, their titles are just as bad as mine. I know, right? Well, at least it's more, more, more basic. Kingdom Hearts of Theater. Yeah, they basic. They We're basic. not basic on this show. Oh my god. <laughs> Sometimes we're a lot of time for these basic here. titles. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, more information will be posted on the official Disney website starting in late April. So... Kind of interesting, if you guys remember, uh, back in 2013, after Kingdom Hearts 3 was announced in October, they had the first D23 Expo in Japan, and there was a uh, similar event for Kingdom Hearts, and that's where they showed off the first uh, sort of gameplay for Kingdom Hearts 3, actual real gameplay. The attraction flow. Yeah, keep your expectations low, but hey, you know, they said they'd show more this year and that's a it's possible be at the end of the year more. instead of yeah in it's at the end it. of the year well i mean i've been seeing a lot of people say that we might we might not get anything at e3 and tokyo game show but um i think that we i mean like i said that's kind of keep your expectations too low yeah but you know still i mean they, those two are still big events so i'm yeah, guessing yeah. that we might get something at e3 and then Tokyo Game Show will be just a repeat, and then we'll probably yeah. get something new again at the fan yeah. event. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case, especially considering that, you know, they just switched engines, and, you know, by that point, they will have been working on that new engine for a year. And, I mean, even in, in December of last year, they were already showing some stuff off in private. So yeah, I, I'm sure it, by, just... by that time, they'll have something. Yeah, this is, I mean, the the footage that I saw was all just still super early stuff. And, like, it's, there was, like, not even anything worth really yeah. getting hyped over. I yeah, mean, yeah. it was just showing us what the new engine could do. 
Exactly. You know, Unreal 4. And it's basically because I know a lot of people had concerns about Kingdom Hearts going over to Unreal 4 mm-hmm. and how it wasn't going to look Kingdom Hearts-ish anymore. And I think they just showed it to us just to give us some relief that it still yeah, it definitely does. And feel, looks, and still, looks and feels the same as as it always been. So I think now it's about time for them to actually show what they've gotten so far to everybody. Exactly. And, and yeah, like I said, by then they will have been working on it for a year. So I'm, they better have something to show if they've been working for that long. Well, I mean, in that note, Namara left the, like when he, he, he teased a little note, he handed the MC the note at the launch event and the note said, you know, while we can't show worlds, but we can show progress. So yeah. my guess, I mean, Namora is already thinking about worlds already. So my yeah. guess is that we're going to probably get our own first taste of worlds this year. That'd be Hopefully. cool. That That'd would be, be cool. I'm gonna prep us. I'm gonna I'm gonna send you guys confetti, <laughs> and then when news yes. appears, we're gonna rip it open at the same time and throw it in the air. Definitely, we'll definitely. Like, Our Let's... first video podcast. Throw <laughs> yeah. confetti in the air. Exactly. Prepare your confetti cannons. You know. Not indoors. Though. Anyway, well, we could do those party poppers that you can. Like, there's there's giant confetti cannon things. Like oh yeah, the there's twist. those too. Yeah, those are cool, but I'm scared I was, of those. I was thinking of the like the, the cheap tar. ones that look that it's look like, like the a bell. Pew. Yeah, it's... you just pull it and then pop. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's the most newsiest news topic. Newsiest that we have. news. So, You're just killing well, it's me. The, <laughs> <laughs> it's the most newsiest news, as in like that's the one that will probably yield. This it, this is literally news about maybe news. This is not even like an announcement of a future announcement. This isn't Tabata saying we're going to have an active time report. This is like, this is news about a thing that might have news in it. Maybe. So, Regardless, it's news. That's the it's level Kingdom we're Arts. on. Get on it's my level. Kingdom Hearts in it. No, you it's know, just it's the official, vocabulary that Brandon has. You know, I, I'm happy because we're, it's something to look forward to, you know? Yeah, Regardless definitely. if you get anything or not, I know... You know, people in Japan that are really trying to get into this, more likely it'll probably be lottery based, like always. Like they yeah. Always do. And um, either way, it'll still probably have some fun stuff because I think at the last one they had like uh, the Japanese voice actors talk about their experiences working yeah. on the Kingdom Hearts games, and you you don't normally hear that, so that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's see, it could be anything. You know, it's I mean, even though even if it's a trailer or not, you know, it's something. You know. Yeah. I, I'm plus you know plus we got in April to look forward to because and then we'll find out the details of what's going to happen at the event. Exactly. Kitty so anyway, moving on, <laughs> so moving along. So uh, the Kingdom Hearts tribute album, which I think we talked about a couple podcasts ago, that's out. Um, I listened to some of the previews of the tracks. They're they're very interesting. I I like I like a lot of them. Not not a fan of some of them, but like. Very, very, some of them are really, really good and definitely worth a listen. So if you're interested in the tribute album, go check it out. I still need to buy my copy. Yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. So the most, I don't know, exciting and simultaneously kind of depressing because it makes you feel old. Kingdom Hearts is now 13 years old. Oh, it's a teenager now. I know, it's It's going to have angst. What? Uh, oh, it's going to have angst. And, and it's gonna as, go as we all know, thir- 13 is like a really important number in the Kingdom Hearts series, as of Kingdom Hearts 2, at least. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> it's kind of interesting that uh, we're finally here. So, yeah, Kingdom Hearts released March 28th, uh, 2002 in Japan. So mm-hmm. it's been been 13 years, 13 long years, and... Hopefully it won't be another thirteen long years until he gets to play Kingdom Hearts three. But uh, no, no, it'll be a couple three. Of years. Maybe between three and five year more years, probably. Be hella old on these games. Yeah. you're getting old, Sebby. Sorry. So yeah, that that pretty much wraps up the news segment. So we will now be work mo- moving our way onto off topic hearts, the Final Fantasy fifteen episode disguise discussion. That's like the the longest. Title <laughs> That's I've a ever really seen long too. title. I know. <laughs> It is pretty long. And can we, like, settle this? So how is D- Duskay, Duskai, how is that pronounced? I've always heard Duskai. I heard Duskai. That's the way Square Enix pronounced it. That's what I, they I heard both, it. so I wasn't even sure. Yeah. Yeah, when they when uh, Square Enix had the, the um, active time reports, like the live stream in their offices, the uh, brand manager and the, mar- and the marketer, uh, Kirori and Scott, would always pronounce it Duskai. 
Okay. So that's where I'm going off. So as. if you need if you need any like helpful pronunciation guides, just imagine it as like like a Jamaican guy saying the sky. It's the sky, man. The sky. Okay. We here on Kingdom Hearts Union are always very politically correct. Just just going off of that. So anyway, first first thing. So yeah, basically we're gonna talk about what we think about uh you know, various bits of the demo. We all played it. So first things first, the battle system. Savvy, what did you think? You know, being a Kingdom Hearts fan, having played <laughs> Final Fantasy games, what did you think about the battle system? Um, well obviously I just I just went through the tutorial to see mm-hmm. how it go went uh how it was. And it felt like Kingdom Hearts a little bit. The lock on mm-hmm. was was okay, but once it had like more of the wolf enemy ones, it yeah. started to get really, really weird. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like because it would lock on, and then if it starts running, it tries to follow it. So you're like, I don't even know where it's going anymore. Camera controls are, meh. yeah. <laughs> it feels like Kingdom Hearts. I was in the bush when I was trying to fight something, so I just kind of oh yeah, bashing stuff. Um, but the stuff is like the stuff seems really cool. Um, it just sucks that there's only certain places you can warp. I hope they kind of yeah. change that because it's kind of like you have to search for the warp, like area. It's like you have to look up and it's like, is it there? No, is it there? And you just be like, warp. I can warp there. So, it, yeah, that yeah, that, that is limited. Weird. I will say with regards to the with regards to the lock on, it's kind of funny because the lock on what it sort of strikes me as is it's kind of like the Kingdom Hearts one lock on, yeah. But instead. So the way it works is that by default it doesn't lock onto anything, and then you if you press and hold R one, it'll do what they call a like a soft lock on. That lock on is the same lock on as in Kingdom Hearts one. If you remember the auto lock on, you know how when the reticle is like yellow instead of blue when you lock on that. Okay, so that's the lock on you get by pressing R one. But if you do that and then you press R3, which they don't tell you in any tutorial, you have to look in the menu and see the description. If you press R3 after you get that lock on, then you get a normal Kingdom Hearts lock on. That's a quote unquote hard lock on. So I don't know. I I thought the lock on system is kind of weird because it's literally just the Kingdom Hearts lock on system, Mm -hmm. but they add this level of complexity that you have to like press another button just to get the thing that you normally get for free it's just too much work i mean it's just one it should just be like exactly like you know more tap it once locked on simple yeah but no then, you have to use it to i mean because it, it says in the menu that it's the soft lock on is called focus so you're just focusing on the target yeah the problem is is that you know like you're moving your hands you know in a weird way trying to lock on move the you camera you have to do to like follow. a crazy claw grip just to get yeah, a real lock it on it reminded me so much of like superman 64 trying to move the camera and fly around at the same time and your hands aren't made for that and it's just i don't know like it, the the early trailers made the combat seem so Kingdom Hearts like where it exactly locks on, no questions asked, not have to pull two buttons, you know, hold hold it down and click another button to do it. It's I don't know. It it just it sucked to me. The lock on system sucks. The camera sucks. The you know the, and the inability to warp everywhere. You know, you, it's, it's it feels so limited at what you can do. It to me, it's like it went from like really crazy, like Kingdom Hearts style, to more Type Zero. You blend with Type Zero in it, you know. And Type Zero combat isn't really the best either, especially with the with the way the camera was presented, and and it feels exactly the same way. And like, I don't know, they have to really do so much work on this to make it flow so much better. To me, I had more problems with the battle system than anything of the demo did you guys have trouble um fighting stuff because like the stuff that you had didn't do anything really long range or mid-range it had to be really up close yeah yeah yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that bad i eventually did get used to the battle system and and yeah in terms of like long range stuff the only thing that really attacks you long range are the uh those automatons that those imperial automaton guys they have guns so they're a little bit long range uh, I kind of like the flow of battle. It, it definitely takes it. T- it definitely takes a bit of getting used to. I'm glad that you can, if you want to, you can play it like Kingdom Hearts, 
Like in a lot of the older interviews, well, relatively older, Tabata was sort of talking about more how you can press and hold the square button. I never did that. I always button mash like it's a Kingdom Hearts game. Uh, and it, it if you play it that way, it works just like, you know, Kingdom Hearts pretty much. I, th- I think I think we're all expecting that because originally that's what how the battle system was supposed to be originally, like Kingdom Hearts, but in a yeah. Final Fantasy setting. But, you know, over time when Tabata took over, he kind of changed, detweaked the battle system to make it more flow like Type-0. Which is, you know, you can't button mash to win everything. You know, you have to really learn how to use the the dodge by holding, you know, L1. And yeah. then you can do, and then, and in all honesty, the parry system isn't really worth it. Yeah, the parry, the parry systems, it's, it's hard to use. Like, it, they should have just made it like Kingdom Hearts, press the square button to, you know, to auto parry on your own time, you know, kind of like how Sora does. And then, yeah it's there's really no need to have the hold down you know one button to parry you know that should have just been the dodge button you know that i wish that they can just map the dodge and parry button on the same button like square you know use it to dodge roll out of the way or hold it down to manually dodge or dodge warp as they called it and then press and then when you press down on the button it's an automatic parry attempt and then whoever strikes you would would automatically connect with the parry you know what would be kind of interesting is if they changed... So let's say with like the... So they're like auto-defend button. They call it defending. What if that one, that function, they made that one the one that you have to play... Yeah, you have to press more than one button. Because that's more of like a slower action anyway. Because you're supposed to like hold it that way. Maybe that could be the one that's the two buttons. But by default, if you just press L1 or if you just press you know, the circle button or whatever, whatever the normal, you know, dodge button is, that would be the, you know, quote unquote dodge roll button, you know, because I think those, those types of attacks are the slower ones. So maybe the people that use them would be, feel, feel it's more reasonable to press more than one button. I just think it's unreasonable to do fast, faster actions with, you know, two buttons because it's a lot, it's a lot clunkier to do it that way. I'd also say that, like, a lot of it, I, I think, honestly, a lot of it they could fix with maybe some, like, controller remapping. Because I, yeah. I think a lot of the features in there are good. Like, I think, I mean, I hesitate to say it. I think some of the, I think the lock-on is pretty good. But to use it with the buttons that you have to press to use it, that that's kind of annoying. So I think if See, they I mean, made... I mean, the lock-on, the lock-on would be all right if just... They fixed. I mean, the camera and the frame rate aren't really the best. Like, if they can fix both of those, then the lock. Yeah, on... I, would, I would say the camera is the the you know one of the one yeah, of their bigger issues. But because I think like I feel that the camera is too close to knock this, they should probably spread it out a little bit farther back, mm-hmm. so they can see around you, especially when you're in, like. Especially if you're fighting in the woods and you have a lot of objects oh, in yeah. your way, and you got like wolves running back around in circles around you, you know, you can't really keep, the camera can't keep up with all that, mm. you know, and half the time when you swing, you swing and you miss, and, you know, you're just trying to find where the enemy is, you know, it's, to me, if they can fix up the camera, you know, make the lock-on a little bit more simple, then I think they got yeah. something going. Yeah, and, and I think, like, you know, going off of the whole camera thing, I think that when the camera is, when you're in lock-on mode, the camera needs to focus more on the enemy and less on Noctis. Like, exactly. That's, that's See, the most I was gonna. Thing. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. How Lockon doesn't focus on the enemies. Your the camera still focuses on yeah. Noctis for some reason. Even even in like the their quote unquote hard Lockon mode. Even then, it's it is still possible. Like, uh, it, it, let's say for example, you lock on, you do a soft lock on, or you do a focus on an enemy, and you press the R three button, and they and as you do that, they're running off screen. It doesn't automatically turn the camera to look at the enemy you just sort of you know just sort of there and then if you start pressing square a bunch then it'll slowly like rotate so you can see them but i don't know so there's some definite tweaks there honestly i thought it was fun like i had a lot of fun with the demo i I mean i did enjoy it i I put a lot of time into that demo this is this is our first look at you know and again like an action you know final fantasy that's actually fully on rather than you know like open not, not like Final Fantasy thing. 12, like where yeah. it's like not really, not really an action game. 
But yeah, uh, so anyway, speaking of open world, Churro, uh, what what do you think about having an open world Final Fantasy, you know, for the first time, like for real? Like, what, what how do you feel about you know the exploration and what it's like to do quests and stuff like that in an open world? I think it's great. I mean, it's about time they set foot into this territory because I mean, because I, I know how Lightning Returns kind of set it up with the open mm-hmm. world explorations and quests. Um, but, um, they, they kind of, they kind of took that and just, you know, made it so much better. Everything about exploring is nice. You know, everything, everything's very detailed, you know, it's not very soggy looking or anything. Everything's, and then doing the quest, we're just like, basically you can spend like hours just running around the entire map and, you know, just have everything interesting to look at, you know, the, the area with with the Titan and, you know, we're just even walking to the gas station and. Just walking around, looking and seeing what everybody does. The chuckable post. It's you know, it's really great. I can't wait to see the rest of the map and the you know, it's it's great. I yeah, like it definitely. Do you guys, uh, Savvy? Do you think the open world gameplay does it feel like Final Fantasy to you? It felt like when, like I guess in like Final Fantasy thirteen, you had that open area to just fight mm-hmm. everything. That's what it felt like to yeah, me. Yeah, I was upset like that, that I couldn't fight that giant thing in the middle of like the water, though. I really yeah. just wanted to try. I was <laughs> yeah, like, ev- everybody I was like, wants oh, to fight, yeah. I wonder if I can. And then I would go, uh, and I would, it would stop me. And I'm like, but no, I just need you to like hit me ever so slightly so I can tighten your ass. Yeah. Or summon yeah. my thing, kill you. <laughs> I wish for that. So, yeah. But it was still good. Yeah, definitely. And I would say the only thing, and this is only a slight, slight thing, the only thing to me about the open world that didn't feel so Final Fantasy isn't even necessarily related to the open world. It's more how music works in the open world, how there isn't like a, you know, like a a field theme. Like when I think about like the overworld in Final Fantasy, I always remember that moment at the end of uh, the Midgar section in Final Fantasy VII, and you step out onto the world map, and you're greeted with this awesome, you know, version of the Final Fantasy VII main theme, and it's you know, you know, it's this theme that sort of sets the mood of the area, and it's kind of cool how they handle music, where all the music so far that we're hearing is coming out of radios. So if you go by Wiz's Chocobo post, for example, he's got a radio sitting out there, and you can sort of hear it. You know, as you get closer, you can sort of hear it come, that you're getting closer to the uh, Chocobo post, and you can sort of hear the Chocobo music playing better. But I don't know it. It, it can sort of feel kind of lonely out there if there's no music. That's the only part of the demo that I felt didn't quite jive with me. You know, from a Final Fantasy perspective, was that there wasn't this, you know, this main theme defining the area. But uh, other than that, I mean, of course, the music's. You know, flipping awesome it's yokushima more oh my god She's yeah great, but it's like, what kingdom hearts feels when i'm playing oh yeah definitely especially the uh the nighttime music the nighttime battle music with the crazy piano that's yeah. definitely kingdom hearts yeah 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 and then even that's... even the uh behemoth theme music yeah that, that is just that awesome sure. that, I, i'm guessing that's going to be like the bat the boss music that they have set yeah, up for it yeah. that that definitely seems to be the case and um so yeah, what do you guys think about the exploration? Do you think it was enough exploration or and I'm sort of speaking towards do you think there were too many invisible walls? Cuz I I honestly think there there were a, a bit more than my liking. I would point to the fact that like when uh, you, can you give yeah. us some examples? So here's so here's an example. So in the gas station, you've got Sydney's tow truck and the you know, a little part of Sydney's tow truck that is the back part that's like knee height and you can't jump onto it. Uh, the giant arches, which litter the Duskai region, you can't climb them. And even if you glitch out and jump onto them, there's no collision in the center of them. So it, you know, sort of evokes that maybe they don't want you climbing on them. And like, there's just, there's a lot of stuff that draws your attention in the demo that you can't climb on. I, I did a lot of glitching out, I will admit, and I act, I even climbed into the mountain regions, and the tops of mountains don't have collision. You cannot climb on top of the mountains. There's, I don't know if that's what it's going to be like in the final game, but I just felt that there was a lot of restrictiveness. I know part of it was like, you know, they couldn't include everything. Like, for example, 
the lake. The reason you can't walk into the lake is because they haven't, you know, they haven't finished swimming yet. So that's why that has a lot of invisible walls. But I don't know. It just seems like coupled with how weird the jump Noctis has is, it's just really confusing because like you go into the open field, right? And you see a bunch of stuff that you could go to and it's not clear just by looking at it if you can explore it. It's not clear if you can jump on it because well, you know, I see that prop over there and maybe I can jump on it because Noctis's jump is high enough, but oh, there's, you know, maybe, what if they put like, I don't know, like invisible walls there so I can't jump on there. So I don't know. It just, if that, that's the only part that felt kind of weird to me in the So like saying that even though it is open, it just feels so limited. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that felt limited that you couldn't go on to. So I'm I'm hoping in the final game they sort of go over that and re, re, maybe reconsider some of those things because if you're gonna put like i'm I'm still gonna go back to those giant arches like who doesn't want to climb on those arches those are the coolest things ever even if you get punished by if you fall off them you die you know you probably should but even if that's the case like that's such a cool that's such a cool that's what that's what make games like uh the other open world games like skyrim so enjoyable because mm-hmm. you just keep running and jumping and jumping until you see until you get results exactly. you know and yeah even then even somebody Grand posts on youtube this that? crazy video you know of them doing something like this i wasn't supposed to and yeah like so that. that's 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 more along the lines of what i was sort of referring to uh, as far as like limitations in exploration it didn't feel as explorable as i wanted it to i felt too there were too many artificial barriers. That's what I'm Yeah, because, I mean, even though that it is open world, it still feels kind of linear in some sort of ways. Like, yeah. you, like you had point I eight. I, I think that's okay. Like, if, if, for example, like, the entire area was surrounded by a giant, you know, barrier of rocks you couldn't climb, I think that's okay. I just want the stuff that is in the area you're supposed to be in. I want everything in the area that I'm supposed to be in. I want to be able to climb all of it. Yeah, so, like, I wanted to get on Pride Rock. Yeah, that too. Oh, man. Yeah, so I, I get what you mean. I mean, they should, they shouldn't really, like, like, you, like, it goes back to the gameplay, like, like, they should allow us to free warp on there and be able to jump on there, like, yeah. normal, you know? I sort of, I sort of get a little, <laughs> I sort of get a little bit why they might not do it, because, like, imagine, like, in the city where there might be some places you're not supposed to be, and, you know, if you could just free warp anywhere, that could you know, cause problems. I know the Kingdom Hearts Dream Drop Distance team, they had problems with, you know, flow motion, for example. They had to suddenly make sure that you couldn't go, you know, to places you weren't supposed to with stuff like that. So I don't know. That was the only thing that was kind of weird. I guess the next thing we should talk about is, you know, probably the most controversial thing, I think, is the English localization and the, you know, the voice acting, how they translated things. Honestly, I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was I thought it was actually pretty good. Like for you know, compared to other Final Fantasies, I thought it was a pretty good uh, localization overall. The only kind of weird things I thought were like Noctis's voice is really flipping deep. Like yeah. he sounds like Batman constipated. Yeah. Okay, like, I'm not the only one that noticed it too. <laughs> you are you are not the only one. Like I, I think it's okay that he has a deep voice. Like Noctis looks like someone that would have a deep voice. He sounds like he might be a little bit brooding. The yeah, that's not to say more like brooding, but like he sounds too. It's like gravelly. It's like yeah. There's a lot of a lot of dirt in my voice. I've been smoking forever, you know. Oh, it's bedtime. You know, <laughs> it's like I'm pissed off right now. Yeah, you know, it's like you know, like, too much like, too much gurgle in his voice. You know, I'm when I look at him, I'm thinking more suave, like not necessarily Dracula, but kind of Dracula. Like it's deep, but it's not like this. It's not like you're, he's talking sandpaper. It's like an in-between <laughs> want... of, like, Loud and Vincent is what I would expect out of it. Yeah, like like Vincent, but without, like, a an accent. Like Vincent, but, yeah. you know, like an American accent. Kind of more like, because, I mean, because Noctis is still, like, a young adult. So, like, I mean, I I would want a more, like, I don't know, not, not sound so angry, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, so angsty. I mean, yeah, I can understand what happened, but it seems like he sounds like that all the time. Like even when he's talking to to uh, Sydney, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he yeah. still seems like he's kind of pissed off. <laughs> yeah. So like, okay, knock this line up a bit. You know? But overall, what did you guys think about the the other characters? Like, for example, a- another really controversial one is Ignis and how he's got this uh, 
really posh British accent. Did you, did you guys it's love that really accent? Cool. I, I, it's kind of like... I like it. reminds me of like Assassin's it. Creed 2 with the one dude that yeah. is there and talks to you, but not as sarcastic. Mm. It's always nice yeah. to have different ones. Yeah, one that stands out. I mean, we. I mean... I know they say that he's you know a foreigner to Noctis. Yeah. So, but like I, I, I but I don't think every anybody was expecting like a big thick British accent to go with it. Yeah, I think some of the some of the other things that people are a little bit angry about with Ignis is that uh, when you compare his lines to uh, what his lines are in Japanese, uh, Ignis is a lot more formal in English. Uh, so. That's the only thing that they're kind of uh, concerned with is that they're actually not just localizing it, but their their localization is actually having an effect on what the character is actually supposed to be. Uh, so that that's that could be a, a little concerning. But honestly, I'm I'm fine with the voice. Did you guys like Prompto and Gladio? Did their voices uh, uh, sound right? Gladio's Gladio's still fine from you know his Japanese kind of part, but yeah. If anyone's supposed to have a deep voice, it's him. And then like prompt, I like prompt. I mean, for some reason, Prompton's voice reminds me a lot of James Arnold Taylor, who yeah. voices Tetis, Tetis in yeah. Final Fantasy X. He kind of has that like little whiny feel to it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's weird how I think that out of all of them, I think Prompto went through the biggest change of them all, especially from yeah. his original design to his current design, and his hair changed. You know, it's he went from like this, you know, this really smooth talker playboyish type of guy to more of a just inexperienced type of kid (laughs) yeah you know for comic relief it's like i was like i kind of wish that he would have stayed you know his little troublemaker self because you know originally when he was originally brought out he was like a they were said that he was like a bad influence towards noctis you know but now it's kind of like now he's just noctis's classmate you know i kind of want to see him how he grows uh, throughout the game because maybe, maybe he might turn into someone more reliable uh as the game goes on but i mean yeah because like you could you, you hear it in the demo when uh gladios tells uh prompto to you know keep your feet you know stay on your feet you know they'll yeah. give him hints on how to fight better and and um Kinda and i really like that you know i like how the interaction is between each other and then, like and when you're running around the most person that actually speaks the most is actually prompto yeah, definitely, definitely. So, so it just shows that he has a lot more charisma and a lot more personality than the other two. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that pretty much uh, covers that stuff. Uh, well, then and, we have well, yeah, the yes, biggest, it, the third yeah, biggest thing, Sydney? which is you know Sydney and Sid- Cindy. Cindy. Uh, what do you guys think about them changing the I don't name? Care. <laughs> I don't, I don't care. care. Why? I care. I why care. Why do you care so much? Okay, so I'll tell. I'll tell you. I'll tell you why I care. So, uh, so this is a little bit spoilers in the demo. Uh, but they reveal that they're that she is not the Sid of the game. That her father is named Sid. So there is an actual Sid character. A lot of people were freaking out that oh, you know she's supposed to be the first Sid character that's a female and. We've been robbed of that in the American version. But now we know that we do have an actual Sid character. What I'm getting at is, why did they even bother changing it in the first place? Sydney is a completely acceptable, you know, English, uh, you know, an American name or English name, whatever. I actually know some people named Sydney that are plus, girls. Plus, because, you know, it kind of fits the whole Sid. You know, her father said and she be Sydney, you know, kind of like. You yeah, know, the, the the father giving you know his name, but adding like a girl's thing to it. Exactly, so you have both. Now, into it. the way it works in English, you know, having it being Sid and Cindy, that's not offensive either. What I'm more annoyed about is why do the Japanese characters get it to be Sid and Sydney, and you know that sort of that sort of you know play on words works a lot. Why do they get that awesome play on words, and we get this sort of like half kind of sort of play on words like ours is a lot more obscure than there is why why the arbitrary change and i think there's actually a lot of uh just arbitrary changes in the localization like they changed phantom sword to arm Rieger. who before final fantasy playing final fantasy 15 demo knew what arm Rieger was i don't i still I don't, don't know what it is, is. <laughs> it's it's like the whole uh translation thing of Aerith and Aries yeah all over again it's it, i just i'm personally not a fan of arbitrary changes like i get making changes to certain things like i even get changes of names if it's for the sake of 
preserving intention. So, you know, there's translating literally, which I don't like. No, no one should want literal translation because that would sound <laughs> terrible. But there's also translation with, you know, intent, you know, also keeping intact the intention of the original writing. So I would say in the case of Ignis, Ignis sort of misses the mark in that way because his character is actually kind of different in English. And they bring him off as being more of like a really formal guy. And he's he is formal, but he's not as formal as they portray him to be in in our version. So I don't know. That's just kind of weird. So that, that's my only gripe with that. So I think I think we'll just go to the last part. What what do we think Kingdom Hearts 3 could learn from Final Fantasy 15? You guys have any ideas? Was there anything that stuck out to you? from the 15 demo that you kind of wish was in a kingdom hearts I, I really like the interaction with each other like mm-hmm. when you're running around uh some person may comment about in the area they're in or they might Definitely. comment on you know things they step on you know it's kind of like i kind of want sora donald and goofy to kind of interact with each other <laughs> as they're traveling yeah you know so or even the uh the main like the the world the world that they're in like that, that characters that it's in your party, mm-hmm. maybe they'll tell you something interesting about their world that Sora doesn't know. Yeah, Sora'll definitely. be like, "Oh, I didn't know that. That's interesting." The other thing that I really like about that is how it's you know it doesn't interfere with gameplay at all. Like you're just yeah. running around and it's sort of filling in the silence, which definitely mm-hmm. with in Final Fantasy 15, I think they need it more than Kingdom Hearts needs it because Kingdom Hearts it's a lot more fast paced because like. You know, in Kingdom Hearts, you walk two steps, you're already in another battle. But in Final Fantasy 15, you know, you could be walking for a long time and not, you know, encounter uh, enemy. That's not what happened but to me. But even then... They counted well, everything in the world. Even then... <laughs> even then, when it comes to Kingdom Hearts, like, one of the things that I've sort of, you know, criticized of it in the past is that we don't get enough characterization for certain characters. Like, for example, Sora, Riku, and Kairi, they spent like maybe five minutes with each other in the entire series and apparently they're best friends i mean it would be nice if you know maybe you got to hung, hang out with your friends even if you're just exploring the world and doing stuff and yeah you can talk like to even each other. even if you're standing idle like if you're overlooking something yeah you can hear riku say huh that looks really awesome and then kyra would be like yeah and then sora would be like he'll do the sora goofy thing and he'd be like eh, i don't know you know, yeah. kind of it's like kind they of... share their opinions about something. Exactly. Or like... You get to learn more about the characters. And... Yeah. It, bring, it gives them more personality. Yeah. And like you were saying with Disney Worlds, that could be an opportunity to cover plot points that they wouldn't normally get to cover, like in the story. Because, like, each Kingdom Hearts story, when it comes to a Disney World, it's usually a small chunk of the entire, like, plot of the Disney movie. Mm-hmm. So, like, with Lion King, they only covered the later part of the the later part of the story. So it'd be kind of nice to ex- explore some of the other stuff. And half the time they always enter the world, like in, you know, in the middle of everything. Exactly. So they are not brought up to speed of what's going on. So they this, always, they always could... arrive. And then that's yeah. when the conflict happens exactly. and they get, then they run into that conflict. It's kind of like, Oh, you're here. And let me, let me like briefly say what's going on. You know, as yeah. we're walking towards our destination, you know, yeah, so it could give a lot more context to not only the world, but it could also give context to the characters and ultimately why you should care about anything you're doing, you know? Mm-hmm, exactly. So I think that's very important. Sebi, you got any any ideas of uh, any things you saw in Final Fantasy Fifteen that you might want to see in a Kingdom Hearts I game? Like the, um, I like always like the little details that people put into games. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I actually really enjoyed the, like, when you went to that Chocobo, like, station place area, and you could listen to that couple. Mm-hmm. That couple oh. is hilarious. <laughs> the domestic Oh violence. my god, that couple is, that couple is really weird. Um, yeah, because yeah, when I, I died when the first time, or the second time you talk to them, and they're talking to a sh- mm-hmm. uh, shopkeeper, and they're like, oh, can we feed the mm-hmm. chocobos today? He's like, yeah, sure, they must be really hungry. And the guy's like, thanks for keeping them hungry for us. What? Yeah, that... <laughs> what? <laughs> that one was like... I think that one was like really yeah, lost in translation. Like, okay. <laughs> that does not translate well. That sounds like, okay, let me call PETA <laughs> for a second. 
what is going on here? What is this whiz chocobo and then, yeah. And then when you talk to them again, they get into a huge fight. I forget why. And they start walking in different directions. Uh, it's because he was feeding them leftovers. How yeah. dare he? Okay. <laughs> that, okay. So she, they both walk in different directions. And, like, obviously, I would always like uh-huh. to try to push them back together. So I would, like... One to one time, it's like, don't worry, no, you guys are gonna, you guys are such a great couple. You guys are gonna be back together really <laughs> soon. Like, come on, don't be mad at him. And then she doesn't do anything. So I go back to the other guy, and I'm like, yeah, she's dumb. You shouldn't yeah. listen to her. You should probably just break up with her. I like little things like that, just because, like, <laughs> so I like, like NPC, like, like character yeah. interactions, yeah. or just like NPCs. hearing other things. Like, I mean, that's something we don't have in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, we don't we, have NPCs never for that. NPCs. So I, you would think that we could add more npcs to exactly have them interact. But no and like yeah. for kingdom hearts games you had to go up to the people and talk to them mm-hmm. but like i th- like the the one i really noticed how how it first started was in final fantasy 13 um where you can walk by and just hear people like saying random things it's like oh i can't believe this type of stuff is happening i thought this place was the safer place for all of us but i guess they're not that type of mm-hmm. stuff that was always cool to hear and whatnot because i thought it was just interesting it's like picking up Voxophones and Bioshock, right? So Yeah, I actually like, yeah, I like the way that is, I actually like the way it's implemented in Final Fantasy XV kind of better, just because when you're listening in on people, you have to like press a button to listen in on them, because I felt a lot of the times in Final Fantasy thirteen, I'd be like running down yeah, the corridor. Yeah, you just hear everything. And then I'm running really fast and I blaze right past them and I see that they're in the middle of the thing. I'm like, oh no, I got to run back, you know, and go listen to them. But this time it's like, okay, I am telling you, okay, game play the audio (laughs) and it just locks me in and i can watch everything unfold that's what i like about it so yeah i definitely i definitely agree with both of those uh both of those things i i think those are really awesome things that could potentially i think that their um the leveling system was actually kind of interesting i actually Mm -hmm. like enjoyed it in some way it was really like yeah it's i like that you can like get a buff for getting more experience that's kind of cool you get a buff by having the type of food that you eat. The food looks really good, by the way. I know people yeah, are talking about it. Definitely. I showed it to my mom. Yeah, it's it's like it's very it's very Instagram yeah. worthy. I was like, Mom, <laughs> does this look good? And she's like, No. I was like, Come on, but it's video game food. It looks really good. Yeah, I had to kick my mom yeah. off the TV oh, well. because of it. She's like, <laughs> What are you doing? And I'm like, Uh, I'm trying to play Final Fantasy 15 right now. She's like, Why can't you do it later? Mom, I waited eight years for this. I'm going to play it right <laughs> exactly. now, right here. You can't do anything about it. And that's what happened. And then she was like, okay, whatever, you crazy child. I'm like, okay, bye. It's my life. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think that, that pretty much wraps up our discussion about the Final Fantasy XV demo. Overall, it was a lot of fun. It still needs a lot of work, but I'm glad that they released it in advance so they could find out now rather than later because honestly i think this is this is a lot of the stuff we were complaining about is stuff they can fix like you know button mapping and you know camera stuff and performance and that sort of thing so i I think it's stuff that they can fix and ultimately like overall i think it was an awesome demo like the last time i checked i had 12 hours in it and (laughs) it's a demo how would you rate uh, how would both of you rate the demo out of 10 8.5 i'd probably give it like ah I would say for, for me personally, probably like at least at least a nine, just because I, I mean, there's definitely a lot of flaws to it, but it's it's yeah. so my kind I of game it. that it just feels it's right. It's good. For me. It's eight point five, just because I want more, so that's why the two point five is not there. Yeah, yeah, definitely. yeah. Me, for me, it's just the uh, the, the, oh, camera, the camera, and the um, the the gameplay, the uh, controls. That's why I'm for me. It's like seven and a half, seven point five. Yeah, I think me. I think that's fair. And honestly, it's just a demo, so. It's, mm-hmm. you know. And the frame rate, too. The frame rate is horrible as well. Yeah. I I, I really want it on PC. Like, if I could just have it on PC so it could be perfect. What level are you guys at oh, in the great. game? I got to, like, 24. I My just, highest is, like, mine's, like, 20. I got like, to level 52. <laughs> like, I just beat Behemoth legit. Oh. No, like, like for me, it's just, like, um, like, like for me, I wanted to complete the demo, like, right away. So, I like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. actually, I was, like, a lot of people said I was under level when I beat it, but, like, I still managed to grab yeah, yeah. the summon. You, you and, can, and, you can um, do it pretty quickly because of the summon. Uh, I, this is me going back even after beating it and just keeping on playing it because, basically, they let you 
uh, after you see the ending, they let you keep coming back, and the Deadeye uh, Behemoth is just wandering around the wetlands. So you can fight him whenever you want, and you need to be like around level fifty. I beat him last night, you know, without using the summon, and that and you was didn't live stream. Yeah, how dare you? No, I didn't live stream. It was really Shame. long. It was like well, still, it's it was good, a twenty-minute battle. I, yeah, I know. I don't. I don't really do that live stream stuff. Maybe I'll do it in the you future. Fight. But so yeah, that pretty much wraps up our FF15 discussion. Now moving on to questions. As a reminder, you guys can always ask your questions at khuquestions at gmail.com. Uh, you can also uh, ask your questions on the forums at, at kingdomheartsunion.com. I just prefer the email because it's quicker for me. Uh, but yeah, first one comes from... Uh, this is actually... <laughs> I, I sort of screwed up the outline, but this is from Giovanni Rivi- Rivera. Good job, and, Yeah, I know. And this, uh, and they ask, uh, what what do you think is going to happen to Birth by Sleep Volume Two? Having the Xehanort saga almost at its end, do you think it's worth making the game? Um, personally, probably not. I think Nomura will find a way to implement some of it into mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts Three. Yeah, by ways of like cutscenes or like a like a something in the theater mode or something. But yeah, I think maybe now like, will probably maybe be DLC. Too- yeah, unless Nomura surprises us by making it like this year's Kingdom Hearts game. Yeah, that, that'd be kind of weird. Um, but um, at this point, I think they've already clarified enough that Kingdom Hearts three is the main thing they're trying to work on right now. So yeah, I think and by the time that's out, Breath of the Wild two will probably be insignificant by then. Even though it will showcase some things that we haven't heard of, like Mickey in the you know, Realm of Darkness, Aqua's mm-hmm. Time, and there too. And Riku's, you know, seeing Riku's side during the events of Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. You know, it would be kind of nice to explore that alternate perspective. Yeah. But I think right now it's just all systems go on Kingdom Hearts 3. Exactly. And as as it should be. I'm sure they'll find some way to do something like that. And at even, the very... even if it's like journal entries yeah. describing to us what happened. At the at the very least, like you said, Shiro, if there's anything like really important that needs to be said, they'll just put it in Kingdom Hearts three mm-hmm. and be done with it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's pretty much all we need to say about that. And Churro, uh you take this next one. Next one's from Jeffrey Denson and they write what are your two top most wanted worlds for Kingdom Hearts 3 that have yet to make an appearance in the series? Um, so I actually had to kind of Google it right now. I was like, what movies are out here that I haven't seen in the world yet? <laughs> well, there's 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 a lot of like newer yeah. movies that aren't um, in yet. I kind of want Wreck-It Ralph in it because I, I think that would be good, like a good mini game yeah. thing, like kind of like arcade style stuff. Maybe that could be the new Winnie the Pooh. No, Winnie the Pooh. No, Winnie the Pooh is great. Um, Toy Story or yeah, definitely. I kind of want Tangled. I think that'd be fun. Tangled would totally fit. Yeah, Tangled would really fit. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Those ones I would want the most. Yeah, I'm with you there. Yeah, I gotta say like Pixar movies, Toy Story, Wall-E, those sorts of things. I'd be cool with that. I want Star Wars, but I only want uh, A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back or whatever. You know, the old mm-hmm. ones. Other than that, I like Frozen. I know it's already going to be in there. We know we know for sure it's going to make it in there somehow. It is too popular not to be Wait, there. What, yeah, it's too what popular became, not to be in there. What if it became like the so. new Atlantica? Like sing-along version? Uh, I, I will die. I, I, I hope laugh. not because there is, there's, at least in Frozen, there is some like clear moments where you could have boss fights. So I think I think we might be Against okay Hans there. and his 12 brothers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah or the big i mean the ice monster for sure come on no. and then with uh elsa's rage creating a uh, heartless yeah elsa's rage maybe maybe there's like a special set piece battle where you're fighting elsa's you're fighting elsa but you're not exactly fighting her you're sort of fighting off her magic so she's not freezing you or something. Yeah, and then like then like the heart, the actual main enemies around uh, not flying around by doing something around the stage. Yeah, and, she's, and you're trying to avoid him and Elsa. Yeah, so something like that. Yeah. I, I think I think we'd be safe from a musical. Uh, as for me, I would love to see Robin Hood. I would love to see, that's yeah. that is my old favorite, one of my favorite old school Disney movies. Um, but if I had to choose something, you know, like in in the 2000s era a lot i know a lot of people are saying big hero 6 would fit but 
to me, I think when it comes to like the superhero type of thing, I think The Incredibles would fit even oh, better. Oh, that'd be good too. Because it's funny because like ever since Big Hero Six came out, like nobody's ever mentioned The Incredibles. I haven't watched it yeah, yet. I prefer. Anymore. I just downloaded it today. So anyway, uh, Sabrina, why don't you take this last one? Uh, this one is by Eiffel sixty five. What Kingdom Hearts game do you guys think will come out this year for twenty fifteen? I'm gonna say Kingdom Hearts three D HD, but uh, the po- the possibility that's, of that that's the is only like thing how much, like what. <sighs> The only, the I would say, eighty percent possible, just because we've seen footage of it. The only thing that has me a little eh is that we haven't seen much, and like the HD remixes were just released on PS3, and this would have to be released on PS4 somehow. So I would say uh... either Dream Drop Distance HD. Or the uh, HD remixes on PS4. But do you think that they could they could release the HD remixes, but include Kingdom Hearts 3D with it? They could do that. I would say that if if they if they ever released uh, 2.5 on PS4, it would probably come with uh, 3D. But uh, yeah, that's that's another thing they could do. The only thing is I would worry about is that if if that would be too much of a of a port job to do in a year. You know, yeah. port both Kingdom Hearts 3D to PS4. Well, I mean, they the, they were able to do it with. Uh, well, they were able to do it with uh, Final Fantasy 10. Yeah, they were able to released. do it with 10. So it really depends on you know how you know how did they do the port? Is it you know something that's easily you know something they could port to another platform? Did they do it? You know, did they port it to PC first and then they ported it to PS3? Because if that's the case, then it'll be fine. But if they just like did straight port to PS3, then it might be a bit painful to do. So I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll have to see. But I would say my money's on one of those possibilities. Uh, either an HD remix of 3D or a port of the HD remixes we've already had or both. <laughs> and they'll be on PS4 and Xbox One probably. Um, I'm going to take a long shot. But since you know how uh, they just finished up the last of the DLC for the At Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call, mm-hmm. and the At Rhythm Dragon Quest was released in Japan, mm-hmm. I think that um, there's a possibility that we can probably see the At Rhythm the, Kingdom it, Hearts. I want yeah, that possible. to happen. Because so the, the director of the At Rhythm was at the uh, 2.5 event. Oh, cool. But he was just there like just to hang out, you know, I guess. But he didn't really do anything, do anything much there. But um, so, I mean, it's certainly a possibility because um, that rhythm, like I said, that rhythm Dragon Quest is already released in Japan. It still needs to be announced here. So I'm guessing it'll probably be. It could be announced at E3 with it, but and, or maybe they can save it for like the Kingdom Hearts uh, fan event. You know? Yeah, that could be. And possible. it's either that or do something with Kingdom Hearts Key. Yeah, exactly. That's another thing that's missing. But yeah, I think that pretty much covers uh, what we think for this year. Well, I mean, again, at the end of the day, we just got to wait till E3 and see what they say. E3 and TGS and the fan event. Those are the those are the places they'll say something. So we'll just have to wait and see. We're just going off of what we know. And interesting enough that the, the month after the fan event is Jump Festa. So, uh, yeah, just after that, there'll be Jump Festa. So there's there's a lot of stuff uh, potentially Kingdom Hearts related this year. So we'll just have to patiently wait until that happens. Uh, but, yeah, that pretty much wraps up that. Uh, for our music segment today, we have a lovely uh, arrangement by Tetramino VG Band on YouTube. This is a an arrangement called Kingdom Hearts Groove, and it's a uh, arrangement of Hikari and Dearly Beloved, so definitely enjoy that. And uh, our next episode of Kingdom Hearts Union is scheduled for the 28th of April. So hopefully, hopefully we'll have more news then or some cool stuff to talk about. Uh, and as a reminder, you guys can subscribe to Final Fantasy and Kingdom Hearts Union on the iTunes store. Just search for Kingdom Hearts, and we are number one. Woo! Come on, guys. Say your support Woo. for our number one. Yeah. We're, we're number one. We need to be excited about that. Yeah. Anyway, 
So, and of course, you can catch every episode at kingdomheartsunion.com, youtube.com slash khunionbids, or kh2.co.uk. And as always, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ffkhunion. If you want to be on the show, you want to get your questions asked, send them to khuquestions at gmail.com. So yeah, that pretty much wraps up that. I think it's goodbye time. Oh, again. Bye. Yep. Say your goodbyes. Maybe one day we should have like a, a podcast marathon or something. Yeah. <laughs> 72 oh, hours of us. Oh, man. <laughs> that'll be that'll be our uh, our long play of uh, Kingdom Hearts 3, 100%. Oh, yeah. Our first already, time playing it. I'm already envisioning all the, all the, it right like, now. All the monster <laughs> energy drinks I've got to drink to stay awake. Uh, yeah, exactly. Well, with share play, we could technically be like theoretically passing the controller, so we could do the nope. shifts. Yeah, then one person can sleep, and we can no play, we play exactly at the same time, <laughs> and we gotta wait for each other. Oh god! So if someone keeps dying on that one <laughs> boss battle, no one can continue. Oh, that's, that's pretty bad. <laughs> that, that's horrible. But yeah, anyway, say goodbye. Say goodbye. Bye. Bye, everybody. And I'm Brandon saying goodbye. This has been a KingdomHeartsUnion.com production.